the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back as we head into Hour 2. No uh, sooner were we talking about education issues in the last hour than uh, we turn to the top of this hour. And a delight to welcome back to the show Jenny Clark. She is the founder and executive director of Love Your School. And uh, it's a great website. It's a great resource uh, for parents, for really families and children and getting education right on any number of issues, including empowerment scholarship accounts, which have been in the news a great deal lately. I was just playing around on the website, Jenny. I think I know probably half your board and respect them so much. Welcome back to the show, by the way. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, of course. All right. So um, ESAs, Empowerment uh, Scholarships Accounts, they've been in the news a ton lately. And there was a um, there was a big uh, investigative report on uh, Channel 15 uh, just a bit ago. And um, tell us what we need to know about them. Tell us what these kinds of investigations get right and get wrong. Talk, talk to us about ESAs. Absolutely. Well, of course, for those folks who may not be familiar with ESAs, uh, they allow families in Arizona with a kindergarten through 12th grader to take 90% of the state's allocated uh, per student spending to the school or education environment of the parent's choice. Of course, since universal ESA went into effect almost exactly a year ago, uh, we're now at about 70,000 Arizona families all across the state utilizing the ESA. Now, uh, just recently, there was a uh, investigative report, if you can call it <laughs> investigative, uh, about Arizona's ESA program and really taking a look at how families uh, spend their dollars. Of course, uh, from our side, we, we really didn't even blink twice about you know what was being talked about or shared. And that's because those of us who utilize the ESA for their own kids and the someone like me, we know that when the public sees these kind of expenses that maybe cause them to go, well, wait, why is a child allowed to purchase that item? We know the real context. We know the true story, which is that so many of the families that utilize the ESA have children with special needs. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I really found it very unfortunate um, that we were highlighting specific expenses out of context. And really not showing the full picture of how beautiful the ESA program is and why families are choosing ESAs. Jenny Clark is our guest from Love Your School. LoveYourSchool.org is her website. Give us the average picture, the median picture, the typical picture of a family, whether it's yours or another's, that you uh, would like to highlight, Jenny, uh, of an ESA being deployed. Yeah, absolutely. So, so many of the families that are utilizing an ESA are families like ours, where a traditional school environment, public school environment, is just maybe not working for our kiddo. Uh, So we've decided either to select uh, a private school environment or a home educating environment with tutors and therapists, uh, maybe like a micro school, something along those lines that we feel like is a better fit for our kids. I know in my family's case, 
Uh, we have three children with dyslexia. And uh, as so many families know, it is very difficult to get services for a dyslexic child in a traditional environment. And we found ourselves needing an ESA. Um, and that's so many of the families on the ESA. And of course, there's so many families who have wanted their child to have the incredible opportunity of a private school. And prior to an ESA, guess what? You had to be wealthy. You had to, you know, maybe take on an extra job or just have the per. Whoops. We lose you there for a second. Sounds almost like... ...to yeah. put my child in a private school. Uh, we, we lost your last two sentences, if you don't repeat, mind repeating them, uh, Jenny. I, I don't know if we hit mute or something, or if you hit mute or whatever. We just, if you don't mind repeating the last two things you said there. Uh, no problem, Seth. Sorry about that. That's but okay. yeah, we're, we're seeing families who maybe never could have afforded right. a private school right. have that opportunity to choose a private school with an ESA. The way the, uh, the mainstream media, whether it's ABC 15 or the Arizona Republic likes to talk about it, is that it's a drain on our state's economy and a drain on public school funding. Would you address that? Yeah, I don't really know how that's possible, and that's why we really don't mind when they say that, because <laughs> we, we have the facts on our side, Seth, and that's where I'm like, say whatever you want, but let's look at the truth. Let's look at the data. How in the world is a program that's only 90% of the state funds, we don't even touch the local dollars, the federal dollars, um, how is a program like that costing the state more money? Of course, most people are not aware that the average public school student right now is receiving, all things combined, $15,000 a student. The average ESA family, uh, the majority of the families honored universal, is $7,500. So it just doesn't make sense. I think the real issue here, of course, is about control. Mm -hmm. They really want those students to be in the public school environment and not in the environment that the parent is choosing. So they're they're upset about that. Which begs the question, or raises, I should say, raises the question, Jenny Clark, uh, of accountability within ESA. Are, are, is, the use in, is, the, is the utilization of ESAs have its own accountability built in within it? Yeah, absolutely. We have to upload as ESA families every single transaction, every single receipt. We have to upload degrees and certifications for every single tutor or therapist that we use. And I was just reminded the other day that the public school system does not follow the state. Um, open the money portal where they can upload all the information, all the transactions down to a very granular level mm-hmm. um, in the public school system. So you actually have more transparency and accountability on the ESA program as far as what the public can see than you have in the traditional public school system. You know, we have talked a lot about new kinds of schooling uh, over the last three or four years uh, at, at, at a great great new level of rapidity and speed. And you had mentioned micro-schooling. This is an, a, a tremendous phenomenon. Can, can you mention to the, or tell the audience, when you, when you say micro-schooling, what are we talking about here? Because yeah, these micro- are options, right? These are, the, anyway, yes, go right ahead. Yeah, no, you thought you heard I was excited. So <laughs> Micro-schools micro are these fantastic new options that are popping up all over the state uh, where you have small groups of students um, that are coming together. You've got maybe a, you know, former uh, teacher or someone maybe with an education background that's really interested in launching and serving a smaller number of students. And you've got families coming together where they're doing, you know, three-day a week or five-day a week options in an environment and often with a focus 
um, that is exactly what a parent wants for their particular child. There's some really neat micro schools that are opening up that are very much geared towards um, opportunities for neurodiverse kids, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just traditional options where they're coalescing around a worldview or a curriculum mm-hmm. that the parents align with. By the way, you know, some people would say that sounds an awful lot like uh, community homeschooling in a sense. And it kind of came out of the homeschooling movement, didn't it, a little bit? It absolutely did because we saw so many families opting for these types of co-ops, homeschool co-ops after COVID. So it's kind of a transition out of the homeschool co-op into something a little more formal. One of the things I love about you, Jenny, is um, we're talking to Jenny Clark at Love Your School, is that you're so people can just hear the effusive uh, nature of your joy in education. A lot of people go to the education issue or the education reform movement, and you know they kind of it's just kind of it feels like a burden and it feels like an ug and it feels like a drag. You know what I mean? And you come at this. I mean, from the moment someone logs onto your website, goes to your website, loveyourschool.org. They see happy, shiny, energetic, joyful. That's what it should be about. Love your school, right? There's no reason school has to be sad, dolorous, and failing, right? There is absolutely no reason. And that's really what we want to see. We want to see parents have hope for their kids, for their future. And that's really what I want to say to all Arizonans. We do not have to subscribe to the narrative that says everything is horrible all the time, that there's somehow, you know, not enough money and all of these types of things that, uh, you know, certain groups of people that are anti-school choice tend to focus on. We can choose to look for the bright spots. We can take policy wins like ESAs and say, you know what, we're not saying every single kid has to have this choice, but thank goodness in Arizona these kids finally have a choice. There are families in other states that wish they had something even remotely oh. close to an ESA, and I'm just so thankful we do. Yeah, there's no excuse really anymore for the answer to be no to the question, do you love your school? And that's what you're about, making schools lovable, right? That's exactly right, and helping families find the environment right. that works for them. Exactly right, Jenny Clark. Thank you. Loveyourschool.org, folks. That's the website. You can learn more about them. You can learn more about ESAs. You can learn more about everything we talked about, including homeschooling. Parents' rights, by the way, huge issue. Uh, micro schools, as we talked about. And Jenny's podcast, of course, as well. I love education podcasts. Jenny Clark, thank you so much for checking in with us. appreciate you so much. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Well, that's another way we're going to have to turn. We're going to be able to turn around education, folks. I mean, you look at that polling I was talking about in the last hour, and um, if we're going to turn it around, it's going to be through the efforts and ventures of things like what Jenny Clark is doing. We got to start young too. Don't think you can wait for college to fix this. I'm Seth Leibson, six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. What were you saying? Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. What were you saying earlier about another anniversary of forty years ago or something? Not fifty, but forty. Forty years ago. Well, what were you doing forty years ago? Uh, precisely forty years ago. Oh, yeah, precisely forty years ago. What were you doing precisely forty years ago? I was. Uh, not being a very good student in high school. Well, if the answer wasn't invading Granada, then you were doing something wrong. <laughs> okay, is that what it was? Yes. It was the invasion of Granada four yeah. years ago? Yeah, you, you need to ask me about my pin. Yeah, I would have well, oh, okay. given us clarity right, and right. insight on this. All right, this. what's your pin say? It says, cut off Reagan arms, Reagan's arms, which uh, 
notwithstanding, might be a death threat, but might also mean that they didn't like President Reagan for 84 because of Grenada. Oh. Well, and also the nuclear buildup, right? I mean, there were all the deployments, the deployments of Pershings and all of that, right? Well, the reason that I think it is because of Grenada is because it says copyright 82. And if they were producing it in 83, that would have been the... 83 was Grenada, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. They would have had to... Uh, yeah, no, the buildup, yeah, the okay. copyright law of the previous uh, year. Oh, okay. Right? Okay, if you say I so. I think so. If you I say so. so, yeah. Um, I rem- Okay, now I remember asking my high school... I remember asking my high school civilization or civics or teacher, Mrs. English, Miss English. I asked her... I, sa- I remember saying to her, I-, I bet no one even knows where Grenada is. She said, I believe you're right. She, it's an island. Yeah, well, thank you. Yes, there's a lot of islands. <laughs> it's, you know, it's out there. It's not Gilligan's Island. Yes, not Gilligan's Island, close to the Falkland Island, somewhere else, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Um, and that was obviously a huge victory. What did it last, about six days, the whole thing? Yeah, I think it was over by the 29th, it was over in time okay. for Halloween. Yeah, I do remember Reagan getting a lot of criticism. I, it put a little bit of shadow. It, it put a little distance between him and Thatcher, too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It did, right? I'm just a little surprised that they didn't enlist you, given the fact that you were already performing very well since the age of, uh, no, since, you know, the, not, your single digits. I, I, I was not RPK. performing well yes. militarily. What was my sport? I was on tennis team. I was I could do tennis in those days. I was on the varsity tennis team throughout high school, but that was about my only athleticism tennis and running cross country i think yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah well we were we've been kind of consumed with this issue of of whether what we're seeing from the youth and on our college campuses is whose fault is it uh, whose fault that so many of these college students are so woefully morally upside down and misdirected such that they can march for genocide you know innocent, seemingly innocent, or seemingly pure 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds. Is it, is, is it their college professors? Yes, in part. Is it their elementary schools? Yes, in part. The parents. I was listening to a discussion. Uh, Bill, can you hear me? I was li- Did you hear David Mamet with Dennis Prager earlier today, the great playwright David Mamet? Uh, Glenn, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is his most famous play. He used to be a man of the left, and he has since long abandoned it and he was talking about you know should students he's an educated man himself should students should parents send their students to these colleges he's 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 um strongly against it and he 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 has these talks all the time in his communities about whether college you should send your children to college or not and uh, outside a few handful of colleges, um, the answer to him is is directly no. And Dennis said, "What kind of uh, what kind of response do you get when you advise no?" He goes, "I see what you're saying, but I see what you're saying, but." And Dennis says, "What's the but?" And David Mamet says, "Well, you know, I want the kids to have." kind of experience I had. I want the kids to um, to uh, socialize with others like themselves. I want them to be, uh, you know, prepared to, uh, you know, succeed in life. I want them to credential up. And Dennis says, and what do you say to that? <laughs> you know what David Mamet said? He said, yeah, well, I tell them in response, 
you could send your daughter to work in a bordello, too, and tell her she'll meet interesting people. You could send your daughter to work in a bordello, too, and tell her she'll meet influential men. But the entire atmosphere is a sewer. Um, Almost the entirety of it is. Almost the entirety of it is. How do you get this poll of a majority of 18 to 24-year-old voters, by the way, not just people who are disengaged to be a registered voter? They registered to vote. These are This is a Harvard-Harris poll of 18 to 24-year-olds. 51%, a majority, support, literally support the massacre uh, of October 7th, with the question being very generous to them for an out. It made it very clear. The question was very stark. Do you think the Hamas killing of 1,200 Israeli civilians on Israel can be justified by the grievances of Palestinians, or is it not justified? So you get civilians, and you get grievances. So it takes account of the yes but or the no but because everyone wants to talk about the grievances of the Palestinians. We need a great relearning in this country, as Tom Wolfe put it in 1987. We need a great relearning. I don't know where it's going to come from. Um, Parents, teachers, professors, you don't trouble the poor with begging. But parents, you've got to do a better job. You're up against it. And by the way, if these students have these views because you taught them them, if you taught them these views, you're a failed parent because you have failed to instruct your children in the way they should go morally. I have a suspicion that most of it comes from the schools and the neglect of understanding what is taking place in the schools more than from parents. And the reason I say that is not just because of the parents I understand and as I know them and the population – But this poll shows, this Harvard-Harris poll shows that each older increment of age, 18 to 24, 25 to 34, 35 to 44, 45 to 54, 55 to 64, each subsequent age group answers not justified in greater numbers and justified in lower numbers. In other words, it seems to me the adults are pretty much okay, pretty much Okay, at least on the most basic of moral questions, the most basic of moral questions. Can you support the kinds of things that we have borne witness to? Did you see the latest released tape of a recording that was played at the U.N. Security Council, a phone call by a Hamas terrorist to his parents on a stolen mobile phone of a dead Jewish woman in which he brags about killing 10 Jews in the attack? Have you seen this? He seizes her phone and calls his parents, and it's played. The audio is available, and there's no point in me playing it. It's in Arabic. I guess if you want me to, I can. Or some of it. Dad, I'm talking to you from a Jewish woman's phone. I killed her, and I killed her husband. I killed ten with my own hands, he proclaims. The father is proud. Allahu Akbar, he cries. His son tells him to check WhatsApp for images of his grisly deed. A woman's voice crying in the background is his mom. He says, their blood is on their hands. Mom, tell mom, their blood is on their hands. In fact, put her on. Mom takes the phone and says, may God bring you home safely. You know what he says? What do you mean come home? I don't want to go home. It's death or victory. My mother gave birth to me for religion. 
he's bragging the cheerfulness of the father and the parents over the bragging of killing 10 as he wants to kill more. That's what we're dealing with. I almost wish my gun were still a mystery. (laughs) If the price I had to pay for knowing what gun I was holding in 1974 was to have to hear this discord. To hear Dean Martin? Just awful. I would pay money to hear Dean Martin. Are global leaders developing solutions that promote freedom and quality of life, or are they creating problems, enforcing solutions that only benefit the elite? Midas Gold Group believes it's the latter, from draconian COVID restrictions, the decimation of small businesses, changed election laws. Midas believes your finances will be next. Under the guise of protecting you, you'll get monetary expansion, national debt, and reduced purchasing power. And central bank digital currency will virtually eliminate your savings and purchasing privacy. The answer is to convert a portion of your savings or IRA to physical gold and silver. Precious metals are a private currency. They've been used to store wealth throughout history. Thousands of you have trusted the veterans at Midas Gold Group because they're fighting for your financial freedom and privacy. Call the Midas Gold Group today at 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000 or visit them online at MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. What? Are you still listening privately? No, I'm just laughing at something I did, which you'll find out later. What? I said you'll find out later. Now's the time, man. Now's the time. If you want. I I am filled with the spirit of uh, jubilation that you uh, found such great joy in the video entertainment, which I sent you away. I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's you will. go to Richard you in will. Phoenix. Hello, Richard. Hi, Seth. How are you? <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Is this the uh, David and Seth show? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much in that order, yeah. And uh, and I won't back down. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's right. Um, it's it's a fair point. Uh, you were right about uh, that song. I guess I guess in the video, but not on the recording, Ringo Starr That's played. That's correct. But on the recording, George Harrison played. Well, uh, George Harrison was on the recording. Yes. George Harrison did not play the drums on the no, recording. No, he played the guitar. Yes. Yes. Everyone played their instrument. But on the music video, Ringo played the drums and George Harrison played the guitar. Sure. Sure. And in the Faith Hill music video of Hey Baby, Let's Go to Vegas, you don't have. Okay. You get it. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So uh, what what I called about, Seth, was that very disturbing uh poll that you mentioned at the top of the show which is which is very disturbing but it seems to me that it basically points out the truth of what i believe it was uh hitler henchman joseph goebbels said if you tell a lie often enough and long enough people will come to believe it's the truth And it seems to me that for 30 or 40 years at least, we have been getting these kinds of lies from our education system, from uh, our media, from our entertainment, from Hollywood, movies, television, and from celebrities 
and even from some sports figures. I was uh, watching a documentary on the Civil War that was made back in the 1990s. And in this documentary, there was a black woman who was being interviewed, and she said something about the fact that, well, slavery has been around for had been around for 250 years when the Civil War took place. Now, she didn't say anything about the 1619 Project, but clearly that had to be what she was referring to. And so this propaganda has been going on for years and years and years, so I guess it's not surprising that we get these kinds of disturbing Yeah, but what about the morality of it? Uh, the moral choice here. You know, there's another yeah. question that's asked in this Harvard-Harris poll. This is an incredible number. In this general conflict, do you side more with Israel or Hamas? Now, remember, these are voters, registered voters, 18 to 24-year-old, 48% side with Hamas. A yeah. near 50% side with a genocidal death cult. That, yeah, it's, I don't know how we go on. I, ju- I, I don't know how we go on. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Be right back. Little Paul Simon live there. Six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty. From his nineteen ninety one Central Park concert. Yeah, the, but the original um, Simon and Garfunkel Central Park concert had to have been circa nineteen eighty. I believe, 1980 or 81. and it have was, audio from that? Well, it's heavily available on video. And uh, that was known as, at the time, I think the third largest public concert ever, I think. I mean, it, all Let me these, guess. The first would have been like Live Aid and Band Aid. It was before that. It was no? before that. I think Elton John might have been bigger. Oh, wow. And uh, is it possible Woodstock might have been bigger? Well, yeah, I guess. Possibly. Whole, not the sure. Whole, but it, the whole Woodstock shebang. It was top three at the time, and I know those numbers have been crushed ever since. Um, I've been meaning to do this, uh, and just a shout-out and a, and a compliment. And if you haven't seen it at townhall.com, Carrie Lake had a really strong op-ed, Israel and the Media, um, published uh, just a couple of days ago. She writes, as a former journalist, I know well how those in the media can distort and manipulate a story to promote a chosen narrative. I also know that in the fog of war, facts can be difficult to ascertain. But it is unacceptable that an entirely implausible narrative that Israel deliberately bombed a hospital in Gaza pushed by Hamas, swallowed by the American media broadcast as propaganda without any hesitation or pang of conscience. The New York Times even went so far as to publish a photo of a destroyed building, one they knew wasn't the hospital in question. That storyline, taken in, adopted, and republished throughout the Middle East, she writes, throughout our college campuses, and by the typically anti-Israel progressives in Congress, has not only fueled more violence, it has raised serious questions about the state of our media as much as it has our education system, our youth, and our politics. This is a really key point she makes here. Bombing a hospital is a war crime. Students, professors, and members of Congress shouted that from every megaphone and microphone they could last week. But then the facts came out, and they couldn't blame Israel anymore. 
because now it is clear beyond any doubt Israel was not responsible for this atrocity. The crime and the dead, though, are all but forgotten, as if there is nothing to see here and we should all just move on. Welcome to the world of moral double standards Israel has had to operate in for the past 75 years. Meanwhile, nobody in the media or on our college campuses or seemingly anywhere else is asking the most basic and fundamental of questions. Why are Islamic Jihad and Hamas launching missiles at all, anywhere, at anyone? Weeks after a massively shocking and unprecedented massacre committed against vulnerable and innocent women and children, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and all their enablers and supporters are not apologizing. Instead, they are too busy justifying Palestinian terrorist violence while ideologically driven anti-Semites in the halls of Congress and on our college campuses protest on their behalf, defend them, contextualize, or engage in bias-fueled lectures about colonization. Perhaps it is an irony of our time that with all this anti-Israel rhetoric, we have forgotten that Israel is a country that found its independence actually fighting off colonization. They were the original decolonizers. On and on she goes, and it's a great op-ed. Here's the conclusion. The pro-Hamas narrative being taught in our schools and blared on the front pages of our newspapers and TV shows is little more than vicious anti-Semitism masquerading as virtue. And I'm sorry to say it, but our media, my former profession, is largely responsible for fueling this. It's not that democracy dies in darkness. It's that bias and propaganda from those who should know better plunges us all into it. Well said, Carrie Lake. You can get it at uh, townhall.com, or if you follow me on Twitter, you can get it from my uh, from my Twitter feed. I um, I think you reposted it too, David, if I'm not mistaken. I think you did. What was it you made for lunch? It what was so- it I made for lunch? Yeah. I had some leftovers of a dish which will be coming to my Instagram, and that's Answer the Call with Doll, folks. Uh, and uh, a little bit of a, a cooking Instagram. It looked Asian. Not at all. Noodles, water chestnuts, brown sauce. I don't know what you were looking at. What was it? It was French. It was? Vive la France. Yes, it was a chicken with pastis, and we've talked about this on air before. I have no recollection of us talking about it. I swear we have. I talked about that I was going to make it for something, and I did make it, and uh, today I was eating some Well, when we disagree about things, you're usually right and I'm usually wrong, Mm. unless it's about the Bible. That's what I have found. Where did that was supposed to be funny, but we 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 did have that debate once. <laughs> we did have that one. Yeah, anyway, I think it was about the beatitudes or something. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Yes. That's exactly yeah. Good memory. That's exactly <clears throat> exactly right. the The other side of this is the re- refusal to call things by their proper names. Did you see what Karin Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, did yesterday at a press conference? Did you catch this? See if the audio comes through. His level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not... She's asked about what the administration's view is of rising anti-Semitism. Here's her answer. Not seen... Uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. uh, And so I just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. 
and certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday. Is she on crack? She's asked about rising anti-Semitism, of which it has been well documented. Dozens of Charlottesville type marches in the United States last week as David Harsanyi wrote it up with chants of genocide ringing through the air. She says, not documented. What we're concerned about is anti-Muslim hate crimes. Anti-Muslim hate crimes. Do you realize the FBI does actually keep track of this stuff? There are 10 times, 10 times more anti-Jewish hate crimes than anti-Muslim or Arab hate crimes. Why? What is their problem with denouncing anti-Semitism? They're going to lose the Rashida Tlaibs and Ilan Omar's is what their problem is. And if we had a speaker in the House of Representatives and a Republican operating Congress, we could be holding a censure debate and vote on Rashida Tlaib for doing exactly and still maintaining exactly what Lake and others have been writing about, that she is still maintaining the lie and the fiction that Israel bombed that hospital in Gaza. And you could put the Democrats on... You could put the Democrats on record, support Tlaib and Omar or not, because we're holding a censure vote. You know why we aren't holding a censure vote? We're not asking that question. We can't ask that question because there's no Speaker of the House. That's why. Portions of the show brought to you by our good friends at Y Refi. They are based here locally. You can visit them. They're on Scottsdale Road and the 101. Check them out online, investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call 888-YREFI24. That's 888-YREFI24. Y Refi is a due diligence approved firm that offers up an investment in a secure and collateralized portfolio where you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's a 10.25% fixed rate of return. And the investment is in a portfolio that is not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. You can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you like, and no penalty if you need your money back at any time. No fees in this secure and collateralized portfolio by Y-Refi. Check them out, investyrefi.com. Yes, young David. Yes, you Young know, for a while there opera. over the summer, we had uh, ethical and moral dilemmas with Seth. We did? I, I, well, do you remember the Bud Light dilemma? No. The yes. grill yes. and, you know, yeah. you said that I could always come to you with ethical and yes. moral dilemmas. Yes, yes, I did ask you to All do right. that. All right, so I've got And we a, had I've the donut a, instruction, the morality of donuts. The morality of donuts and yeah. that you, you're you obligated yeah. to give someone one in the parking lot. No, you're not right? obligated. You're obligated to offer it. Offer. You missed the lesson. All right, I You're was obligated there. I must to have been offer it. They are obligated to turn it down. Here's a here's a question for you. Yeah. So I have been uh, enjoying. The... Oh yeah, the Bud Light thing had to do with your grill. Yes. My yeah. Grill. It, and we it's said working. it was okay because We're Bud doing... was not making money off it because it was We're buying great. purchase. Second. We're running out of time. Go. I've been enjoying the. Uh, instant message companionship of a female whom I met on a conservative dating app called The Right Stuff for the past several weeks. After 24 hours of no contact, it's all lost. (laughs) You're asking me. I'm asking you. (laughs) First of all, why am I only learning of this now, young David? You you never asked. Well, I don't... (laughs) You're not going to pull that on me. This is a matter of high interest. I didn't know you were Batman. Yeah, yeah, you never asked. I don't know. 
I'm the last person. I said ethical, not amorous advice. Amorous. These are matters of the heart. In fact, we used to have that disclaimer, didn't we, Bill? We're happy to give any advice, just not legal, medical, or financial. Legal, medical, financial, or I guess that counts. In, in, <laughs> no? Yeah. The matters of the – leave that to Dennis Prager, male-female hour. Call him. That's, I, that's his department. Am I allowed? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why wouldn't you be allowed? Oh, well, you know, we'll see. You're part of the public. You exist. You're a human being. I exist. Do we need to bring in Lewis Holman, who is coming in? Do we need to bring him in to talk to you about, uh, yeah, during the, the existential <laughs> being? During the break. <laughs> being an, exi- an existentialism? All right. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.